Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Co-captain of the Giants, a headline guest today. He's been good enough to join us after a miserable night. Phil Davis, welcome to Crunch Time. Hi, Jared. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. How low a moment was last night for you, Phil, in, in all that you've experienced? Yeah, it was obviously, you know, in in recent history, it was up there for one of our most poor performances, um, you know, for a multitude of reasons. But, yeah, it, it was disappointing. It was, um, yeah, in so many facets, I said, where does it sit? I saw a few comments about the worst performance ever, but probably not that low. Um, there was some pretty dark days early, but in terms of significance in the present moment, yeah, it was it was a very poor performance. Why do you, what was the core of it? Why did you think it happened? Was this an under-12 game where one group committed to the absurdity of what was going on and the other shivered and sulked through the night? Um, no, I, I must admit, I probably, you know, out of all the theories I've heard from the game, that's probably the one I disagree with the most because... I just think, um, you know, from our point of view, the, the weather, apart from, you know, altering, you know, how we wanted to move the ball, et cetera, um, didn't seem like a deterrent factor. They were just better than us. Now, that, that's hard to deal with. I don't think if it was 30 degrees, 10 degrees, 15 degrees, it wouldn't have mattered. And, you know, the weather was just, you know, a little side story in the whole thing. Because um, once you're out there, it was actually okay. So um, we were just beaten. You know, I don't think we, we, we sulked it up because it was cold or anything like that. It was just um, we were outplayed by a, a better, hungrier side, which is extremely disappointing considering what was on the line. Phil Durham here. How are you going, mate? Hey, Durham. Did you get your game plan wrong or did you play your game style incorrectly in the first quarter that set you on a, a bad path? Yeah, it was sort of strange. The sort of first 15 minutes when it, when it was dry, we probably played as if it was really wet and they probably moved the ball quite cleanly and took some really good contested marks out of the footy. Um, and then, you know, we probably, we were probably playing wet weather footy before it even came, to be honest, uh, while they were probably a little bit more expansive and, and chopped us through. And then we sort of clawed our way back in um, once once the, uh, once the weather came. Um, but, you know, the most disappointing for me all night was the start of the, start of the first quarter, start of the second and start of the third quarter. Uh, we sort of just... Was shocking in the start of those quarters, and you know, you know, there's been a lot of talk about two rights, but we knew if it was wet, we're gonna have to go long down the line a lot, and we wouldn't have a strong presence there. But unfortunately, even with that, you know, some of our long down the line stuff um, was incredibly poor. Jacob Hopper's not not an old man himself in terms of league football. He's he's only 22, but his body's mature. He's played you know over 50 games. That type of situation suits him. You just look desperately young in the middle of the ground with with some of the personnel you had in there. Yeah, there's no doubt that you know we're, we're definitely lacking some experience around the ball, whether it be Hopper or or Cornelio or, or Ward or, or Kelly or any of those sort of you know high end experienced midfielders. Um, you know, which is obviously um, you know an element of you know why we sort of got been around the ball, but at the same time, you know. You know, they had Warpool and the like in there for them, um, who, who, who was wreaking a fair bit of havoc. But you know, we were, you know, we'll, you know, we'd have loved to have Jacob there last night as well as the others. But at the same time, you know, we're getting some, you know, opportunities in young players, which is about the only positive you can take out of it at the moment. You know, it's great to see Jai Caldwell get his debut. I thought his first quarter in particular was you know, extremely promising, and he's going to be a great player. But 
um, you know, with, with how we play, you know, having that many young players with, you know, Haitley in there as well and, and Bonner, you know, we probably like a bit more uh, of experience around them. Um, however, we still thought we had the cattle on the park to, you know, have a more of a significant impact um, in the game. You, you made mention that, that perhaps people on the outside have made more of it. But what did you think of, and, and you'll, I know you'll review the game and you'll have a look back on tape. There are moments where, where, the, where the Hawthorne people, like the thing with you know, Isaac Smith at training, running around in a pair of undies and, and, and uh, uh, Clarkson running a lap in, in just a, a pair of shorts and no top. And at, at quarter time, they're all looking up at the snow and they are laughing their heads off and, and loving the conditions. They, it was like they said, let's come and enjoy it. Win, lose or draw, we're going to enjoy it. When you're on the opposite side and you, and you see something, do you feel there's a swell against you or is it just, hey, that's how it, how it unfolded. It had no bearing on who wins the ball. Do, what's your stance? Oh, there's no doubt that there was, oh, from my point of view, I, I thought that, you know, they were obviously trying to, you know, flip the script on the conditions and, and try to turn it all positive. And, you know, obviously it definitely, you know, they, they, they played the conditions better than us. But I just I just feel as though from my point of view, and, you know, it's, it's hard, but um, I just felt as though, you know, both sides were aware of the conditions and you just had to deal with it. And, you know, they decided to deal with it in a way that was, you know, Humorous and embracing, and you know, going the other way. Obviously, you know, we don't want to be in your underwear for too long in, in those kind of minus two degree temperatures. But um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I you know, I, I think you can still be rugged up and then go out and play and embrace the conditions. Um, so I definitely get the, the the element of hey, let's you know, play it so far the other way, just you know, to you know, almost laugh off the conditions to you know, try to embrace it, but. We, we, you know, we were aware. You know, we, we once we knew that the forecast was in, we didn't really speak about the weather. We understood that it was going to be cold, but then it was about, hey, what's the wind doing? What's the rain doing? Is that going to affect our game plan, etc.? Um, but we got out hunted. Um, you know, maybe their way is better, but um, you know, we felt as though you know our mindset to the conditions was um, strong and um, prepared for battle. And unfortunately, they they outfought us and outbeat us up around the ball a bit. That being the case, Phil, if we are to go down that path for a sec, is this a sort of loss where you as a leader need to call a group in and say, hey, we need to have a chat about this. It's time for a powwow here. Let's sit down and work out why we've scored 29 points in a game to a team that's not really in the, the contention for, for the Premiership this season. I know they're a quality side, Hawthorne, and they can do this uh, to teams. They can make you look... They can make good teams look very ordinary on occasion, but... You guys should be in that next bracket of teams now. I mean, we're talking about this team arriving at some stage. We thought it was 2019. Do you feel like this is the sort of performance where you need to have a, a group session together and you know, thrash out what's going wrong? Yeah, King, I think it's, you know, I think we'll, we'll, we'll hit this head on. There's no doubt about that, especially Monday. Um, there are some things that you can accept and there are other things that you can't accept. And I think a lot of the, what happened last night is unacceptable. And, um, you know, we'll make sure that that's reviewed very, very heavily, as you say. What sort of things do you talk about specifically? I mean, what's unacceptable to you? I mean, we'll have our assessments from outside. But what sort of things, when you, when you speak like that, what are you talking about specifically? Well, there's, there's, there's a few things. And there's no doubt, you know, there were times um, on the weekend where we just got outnumbered around the ball. And generally that is either A, structural or B, effort. Um, 
and with how we was trying to play, I think a lot of that will come back to effort. And, you know, we'll get specific clips where we don't think we worked hard enough in comparison to our opposition. And that'll be pretty firm. And then there'll be a bit probably more around, um, you know, let's make sure people are playing their roles properly and to how we want them to play to make it a good cohesive year. You know, the times when we allowed them to have three players out the back, three or two or three or whatever it was, something's falling down there and people aren't doing what they need to do. And, um, you know, goals out the back from the back line's point of view as well. You know, these things here, people are making mistakes and... Um, that's 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 not acceptable because we've got to be more consistent in that area. And then the final one for me is, you know, you got to win the contest. We knew that, you know, if we were going to have any chance to beat Hawthorne, you, know, you, you got to win contested ball and you got to win clearances. And you know, unfortunately, we lost contested ball by I think about fifteen or fifteen ish, I think last yep. night. And yep. that comes down to will and hunt. And then you know, we'll see clips where, you know, Hawthorne players may have had greater will. And there's no doubt we had time. You, know, you look at Toby Green and. You know, the performance he put up last night, 20-odd contested possessions. So that, you know, mm. From him point of view, leading, leading the front in the midfield, yeah, but that's got to be infectious. That's got to go through the group. And you know, we'll look at examples of players that did and then also times when we didn't, we can say we've got to be better than that. Phil, you left Adelaide on August the 2nd, 2011, before the season was done. Um, we've been discussing that mentality in AFL football a little bit. Would you support Stephen Cornelio doing the same? Um, I probably have more of a view on if you've made your mind up, you don't necessarily have to proclaim publicly. But I think it, I think we're in a position now where you can tell uh, administration and keep it in house that way, if that makes sense. So I feel like just with how with how the competition is now and how much sometimes it can just be a, a race to get in a position to, to get players, knowing where your list will be earlier is an advantage. And there's no doubt from my point of view, having all that information as early as possible is good. And if Stephen went to Wayne Campbell or any player went to Wayne Campbell and said, hey, I don't think I'll be here next year, you know, then you can start planning. And I think that's better for us. I think playing it out in public um, provides a, a whole myriad of issues that um, you know are best to be avoided, especially. I don't think we're quite at the position where people are telling you know, their fans, he said that they're not going to be there next year, um, can, can cause some issues that I don't think we're quite ready for. Mm, what, what was that like for you going through that? It's, it's, you know, it's eight years ago now, but it was dealt with poorly from, from the Adelaide Footy Club, I thought. Yeah, it was a challenge because cause my year was over. I think from Stephen's point of view, he, he's still hoping to get back for our finals campaign. And, but oh, I must admit, I didn't really enjoy it. Um, you know, I sort of, you've got a contract you want to see out your time there, and you know, especially being injured and rehab and do all that. But I sort of knew I was actually fortunate that the year before Bock left and he got a certain a certain amount of treatment too that meant that I sort of knew what was coming my way. Uh, but I, I think with how the landscape is now, you're contracting and yeah, there's more player movement now than there was when when I when I left. Um, but I think we're mature enough now that if you were to tell them that you know. You're still trying to win football games and, and be in the best position possible. So there's a, an element of understanding there. Um, and you still got to do the best by the players and the club. And if that means you're staying around and playing, then that's the best way to do it. Mm. And the flow-down effect is interesting at your footy club, Jonathan Patton, his future, but also Tomlinson. You know, the fact that Stephen is stringing this out, th- th- can that affect other negotiations for players that you want to keep? Oh, I think there's no doubt that 
you know, when you, you know, we, we, we believe we're a good side. When, when good sides, you've got a lot of good players and who take up, you know, significant amounts of salary cap space, and you're always going to be tight right on the limit. And, um, I guess, you know, with Stephen, you know, probably being our top few earners, um, there, there's an element that, you know, what he does will affect what offers we can offer other players, and you know, players have to, you know, wait and see that. But that's just part and parcel as well. You know, you sort of the salary cap is what it is, and yeah, you got to see where the pieces fall to make sure you stay under it. Um, and there's no doubt that you know what, what, once you know you know where your salary cap is, you can make decisions about other contracts as well. Phil, Phil, the heat always comes on the coach, and we know that. And I think Leon Cameron gets more feedback than most, regardless of whether you, you, you you're being uh, you're winning football or you're, you're losing games. Is he the man? Can he drive the Ferrari? All that sort of stuff keeps. Keeps getting bored up at moments like these. What, what do you say to Leon today? Do you have a chat with Leon? Do you see how he's going? Do you do you see where this group's going underneath him? Do you have those sorts of chats with Leon, or do you just leave it and let uh, let matters take care of themselves? Well, there's no doubt we have you know we have good conversations frequently, and you know we're always you know trying to push the group in in the direction we think that's required. And you know you know you're always, as a leadership group, you know sort of the conduit between you know the, the coaches and and the players and you're trying to work out where the where where we see opportunities etc and you know we speak to leon and you know i, I think one thing about leon is, is is the care and work that he puts in and you know the time he puts into the game plan and managing the players etc is, is phenomenal and you know, the players got a huge amount of faith in him and that we're pushing the right direction and you know no team is perfect you know whether you're on top of ladder like Geelong or West Coast, yeah. there's no team that's perfect, and we're always chasing to, to be better. And you know, Leon. One thing about Leon is he's very open to you know have discussions and um, really there are thrash out ways that we can get better because we're always chasing you know perfection. Um, and you know, we, we we we've been disappointed with some of our performances this year, but also some of our good stuff stacks up as well as anyone's. Hmm. Phil um, Hawthorne have been able to stymie and stop the Giants ball movement forward. You know, you're a team which tends to short pass and like to retain possession. You're enormously high in uncontested marks across the season. But Hawthorne seemed to like playing against that sort of slow kick in the back line type team. The way they grid out and stop your ball movement, do you see a time in the future when the Giants might be able to adopt that type of play in-game or for a game or as a style? In terms of maybe going a bit faster, Dem, is that what you mean? No, no, no. The way Hawthorne played to stop the opposition. Do you ever see a time where the Giants might adopt that type of uh, negating tactic? I feel when I watch you guys, I feel that there's an enormous amount left to you. And and it's like Leon says and the coaching staff says, play football, Phil, win your battle, hold the back line for us and get it forward and let the rest do it. I, I don't see that you get as much support as some of the more organised midfields because they m- mightn't have as much talent, so they work harder on defensive mechanisms to assist the back line. Do you ever see that you might get that support? Yeah, I think I think we're, we're constantly trying to improve our defence, especially our team defence. And, you know, I think Hawthorne, you know, they sort of set the league in terms of, you know, their structures around team defence and... You look at how Geelong were defending, you know, all year. That they've got some great structures as well, and I think everyone's chasing that. Uh, but I think at the same time, how it works is, you know, if you want to defend that hard, you also you limit your scoring a little bit. And I think we're trying to find a balance where 
we can defend really well as a team, but also make sure that we can counter-attack and score and be an offensive threat too because, you know, we, we want to be scoring, you know, quite well, but also, you know, defence is just so important. You know, we're always trying to work on that balance and work on, you know, our whole defensive mechanisms. Um, and there's and there's no doubt that when we're definitely not the finished product in terms of a defensive um, defensive group. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're always trying to improve that area, but it's an area that we've got to get better, I, I think. I think that's a fair point. Um, but also, we don't want to put us, <clears throat> put ourselves in a position where we can't score as well because you, know, you want to be a side that can score and defend really well. And, you know, we're, we're chasing that. Does our team defence have to get a little bit better? Yeah, probably it does. But also, we don't want to be sacrificing too much of our offence. Do you know any more about Brett Deledio's injury this morning? Um, no, just just the conversation I had with him, he was, he was super confident um, that he was going to be okay. So okay. Um, I guess with his history, we, we, ha- we take a bit of caution um, every now and again. He wanted to get back on and play last night. So from speaking to him this morning, he, he's um, very bullish that um, he'll be okay. Phil, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Russ. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.